checked. Is it doing it now? Can you hear it? So we're talking Frankenstein. We're talking uh, Shelley. I'm Chris Hardwick. Welcome to Talking Frankenstein. Talking um, Frank. About oh, Frankenstein. <laughs> One-off special. Andrews, you had something to say? Oh, I was just going to do a little joke about if you were making a Frankenstein. Okay. And it'd be kind of goofy to do um, eyeballs as testicles. If, that, you're, that if would the folks goofy. remember, you you, const- you reconstruct a human out of body parts. And you maybe see out of them. Yeah, a lot of possibilities there. A lot of comedic possibilities that Shelley did not really dive into. Yeah, you put your hand into that bowl and you don't know what it is. And they're like, what is it? What is it? And you're like, it's Frankenstein testicles. Yeah. Oh, and then you see them in their eyeballs. They're and they're like, right. those are Frankenstein testicles. We made it weird. We made a weird Frankenstein. I could have just said eyeballs. I'm sorry. Yeah. I'm new. I'm here. I'm trying to make friends. You have two Frankenstein testicles in your skull right now. Yeah, that's what originally those were. You know, yeah. evolutionarily, we were designed to see out of our scrotai. Do you think that uh, when he made Frankenstein, he like went and sought out a dick, like a perfect dick um, for the monster to have? Because he was just patchworking together a bunch of dead bodies. Are you thinking yeah, of the monster probably. fuck? Like the Yearwolf original monster fuck? No, I'm trying to remember if that, well, it, the Shout monster it falls in love. So I feel like, yeah. Yeah, they make him probably. a woman. Like I mean, I'm I'm uh, patronizing it right now. Like I'm making it all male, but also that's in the book. They're like, we made you a woman. Oh yeah, they, oh, that's right. They, they didn't make him into a woman. They, they made, made him a him wife a, another, with Marge Simpson yeah. hair and shit. They probably gave her a really nice. Yeah, it's not like she had any options. It's like, and, yeah. or if you don't like him, you could date the doctor. <laughs> 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 they probably well, they probably used a different body part for the penis, like a leg or something. Yeah, well, under modern medicine, you'd have the kind of the same thing happen. So well, they had to bolt his head on. With with those bolts. That's so <laughs> fucking true. Good, no, good God knows what's happening, you know, in his junk. Shattering yeah. the illusion <laughs> that this is a normal person. <laughs> well, anyway, um, you know what that reminds me of? The 15th anniversary of the Iraq War. Oh, which, yeah. Which was also a monstrosity. Spooky of episode. Sorts. Yeah, spooky yeah. episode taking place uh, in not in the haunted apartment we used to uh record in which is above this apartment <laughs> yeah. this is a different haunted apartment we're on top Jake of a pentagram every right day <laughs> um yeah uh do we so, need to like introduce ourselves or whatever oh right yeah. yeah i guess we should i am jake flores i've got with me alex patak frankenstein fan <laughs> anders lee here anders lee here anders lee it. here yeah here uh, in the studio good to be back yeah, good. Welcome back. Boom. Good to be back. Um, I am back though. I just got back from Minneapolis. I did was shows it? with Raga. Globe Trotter. Who really good? I feel like I'm turning into a cow. Like I ate so much dairy, oh, I'm just yeah. slowly morphing into a little baby cow. Uh-huh. I can see it. You look uh, full of milk. <laughs> <laughs> a little drunk baby Ooh. cartoon cow. Um, I had a hamburger with cheese curds on it. I uh, got. Where'd you get that? Um, I uh, not a good place. I was staying off of Lindale, which is apparently okay. like uh, just gentrified to shit. Used yeah. to be cool uptown. Yeah, and uh, that's where Crust Punks lived in like 2004. I remember. Now yeah. it's all and now it's that's all bars burgers. that opened up yeah. like uh, three years ago or some shit. Um, still good food, but it just you know, lacked character. I think. Yeah, you want someone who's like been shot recently in a scuffle serving you your burger. CC Club. Did you hang out at the CC Club? That's like the one place yeah. that seemed pretty legit. Is that what we're calling Chuck E. Cheese? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. They had Ski Ball. Cash cashed. Uh-huh. 
no, that's where the replacements would hang out, and that the song "Here Comes a Regular" based on the CC Club. Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah. Man, that song is depressing as fuck. <laughs> I love that shit. We're learning all kinds of shit this episode. <laughs> uh, <laughs> yeah, they played the replacements like nonstop, and then just hold steady in between. Yeah. At the CC Club, they seemed like they knew what was going on. That's one group that I I liked the Hold Steady as a teenager in Minnesota, but I really don't understand why people like it who were not teenagers in Minnesota. Yeah. Because it's literally just about, like, we were smoking pot on Lake and Lindale. Like, just do, <laughs> like, extremely local references that you're not going to get. Wow. You know? That's why I was never into them. Yeah. You know? I just, I, why, w- why would anyone be? I don't know. I need music that... Uh, caters to my new england aesthetic <laughs> songs about jfk s- s- taking his boat down the river oh hell yeah dude oh that's a ton that's that's a good song that could <laughs> exist thing. who like what jfk boat down the river was that like a juice newton song or some shit i don't know it's dirty water that's a boston Song Boston classic song. I love that dirty water. What Bob I was, Damn America officially endorses dirty water. <laughs> <laughs> when I turned thirty years old, I sat down with all of the Hold Steady songs and were like, "These are going to make sense now that I'm old." <laughs> and uh, yeah, I don't really get it. I mean, it's like my type of music sonically, but I don't understand what the fuck he's talking yeah. about. And also, some of it just seems like adult, like uh, man boy shit about some chick that didn't want to fuck him or something. Mm. So all the songs Lisa are about- McNally at Oakdale Mall. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Short hair one. Like, what? <laughs> okay. I get. I know her, but why would anyone else? You know, if you're from not in Minnesota. Yeah. I'm very confused about the whole studies catalog for this conversation. <laughs> <laughs> anyway. The shows were cool. Uh, thanks to um, Rudy, I think was his name, for coming out. Rudy. I had exactly one podcast fan in one of the audiences. Oh, nice. Uh, That's who, all it takes. like, yelled some sh- come town shit from the crowd. And then I was, oh, okay, it's one of you freaks. Was it African do guy? Do African guy. <laughs> <laughs> uh, no, he yelled the, the do the meat truck story, which, uh, like. Did you do it? No, it's not really, like, good for a bit. No, it's not like a. Also, he already story. knew the story. Yeah. You know, what am I gonna you want to hear the hits when you go to the <laughs> live show, though. Uh, you want to hear Meat Truck and African Guy. But that was cool, though. Hang out with a, a podcast fan. Um, shows were good. I'm very exhausted. I got, I'm very exhausted from doing nothing, being around a dog I think I'm allergic to, and just drinking copious amounts of beer. This one woman after the, one of the shows was drinking a beer with just two entire like pickle slices in it like no. long ways slices and i went and looked at her and went like what the fuck are you drinking and then her dude she was with was like bartender give me two slippity sloppity dudes with a boodle do like it had some weird name wow. and he fucking slammed that's how they talk a there. pickle beer in front of me it was like a golden something with a with a you know have a golden retriever with a soda do <laughs> yeah golden shower yeah had a golden shower um I'm uh, completely hungover from it. This drink sounds about as uh, screwed up as the American media. Nice. Yeah. <laughs> it's a political podcast. <laughs> so uh, That's their problem. They're drinking pickle beer. Yeah. It tastes like piss. Right. Oh, man, those people didn't seem to give a fuck about the news. I'm real jealous. 
Yeah. Seems like a nice sleepy part of the country. Where yeah. The only thing a man gives a damn about is a nice cheese curd. Right. <laughs> the sweat from his brow. Yeah. You forget that like hold in most. Steady. <laughs> yeah. In most of this. A nice cheese curd. It's like a hold steady song. It is. Man, like, I'm drinking pickle beers. <laughs> it is in most parts of the country. It is like it's like very rude to talk about politics. Like, that is, like, an upsetting, triggering thing. Not like here, where you have to. Yeah. Or we're going to rough you up in the streets. Yeah, I feel like I alienated one crowd by getting a little bit too political. But then there was another crowd that fucking loved all this weird shit I was doing because... Hey, everybody, the Viet Cong won, and they deserved it. <laughs> I'm Jake Forrest. <laughs> there was this uh, this show we were supposed to do in Eau Claire, me and Raghav, and it got double booked with a women's comedy benefit. And it was, like designed to be against us it was like you know a bunch of middle middle-aged women a bunch of female comedians a big banner that said like women in comedy and then like someone came out down and with jake <laughs> well then also like just politically like someone came out and gave it sort of fucking talk like a very dense you know dry like ted talkish sort of thing people like, want to do that at comedy shows it's fucking <laughs> yeah. strange you're like now that we have this audience i've been mean to give a long speech about compromise that's yeah. not what the show is and that's they, not why the people are here it was like so what happened was we they, they gave this talk and the talk was about um you know the benefit was about like um just entrepreneurship in women which is a very neuro neoliberal idea like lean in you know, yeah. you can be the CEO too. You know, like that's just the way to fix things. Is just everyone to get rich or whatever. High heels on our throat. But then also, um, uh, f- f- like, so we were supposed to do a week, and we got, or we we're supposed to do a show. We got double booked with this thing. The guy was nice enough to be like, "Yo, I'll pay you. You just have to kind of crash this show." <laughs> so we just had to open the show with all these people hyped up for like women's entrepreneurial issues and shit did and then you just kick be like, down the awning playing electric <laughs> guitars <laughs> honestly basically yeah. like i was just like there's no way to just do this without making that the bit so i just went out like a pro wrestler and was just like kind of like Aah. i bet all of you are pretty into ladies <laughs> yeah. i just went way over the top with it you ever watch a man burn a bra <laughs> <laughs> yeah but then I just started talking about weirdo, like, poppers and shit like that. And they were way into it. They were cool with, like, I guess if you, like, we went all the way around horseshoe theory style. Oh, yeah. I it's guess. Mm-hmm. Um, it's real in comedy, I guess. Um, I don't well, know. Well, at least it, they weren't, like, uh, pro-life women of Wisconsin. <laughs> right. Uh, who want to ban drunk drive? Well, not drunk driving. The- gay marriage. Or something. Mothers well, against gay driving, marriage. Yeah, mothers <laughs> against magum. The mothers against drunk driving people, regardless of whether they're politically right, are still uh, not a fun comedy crowd. Yeah, you no. don't want to be playing to those. Who's yeah. drinking tonight? You know? <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. So that was the week. It was pretty cool. I'm back. I'm exhausted. I'm still like stuffed up for some reason. I'm allergic to everything. Can be pretty cool. But here's some stuff that's going on. Since we last met, um, Roseanne is uh, launching the reboot of Roseanne, the TV show from the 90s with the wonderful harmonica solo in the beginning and everything. John Goodman's wife? Uh Uh-huh, John Goodman's wife. Tom Arnold's wife. Um, Well, John Goodman's... On the show, the husband John Goodman is. Uh, they're all they're like Polly. It's Tom Tom Arnold's wife's boyfriend. Oh, uh, uh, yeah. They all 
<laughs> have an arrangement. I endorse this show. <laughs> um, so she went on uh, Jimmy Kimmel, and like you know, they tried to make I think like a like a viral, controversial sort of couch segment about it, whatever. Where he was like, um, the idea is that because Roseanne is in real life a Trump supporter. Um, oh really? Yeah, well, she yeah. sucks. She's like an accelerationist, kind of. Yeah, but she's also just a hashtag she, MAGA person on Twitter. If you're a MAGA shit. person, you're not an accelerationist. You're just a right wing person. That's not the same. Yeah, Zizek well, is an accelerationist. Well, he should have a sitcom where he's married to John Goodman. <laughs> yeah, I'd that would be very funny. But she was. She. I mean, she ran for the Green Party nomination in 2012. Uh, against Jill Stein. <laughs> what if the yeah. Green Party was deporting immigrants? You're wondering. <laughs> That's what Roseanne. <laughs> well, but she the was. Table. She's like. I mean, it sounds. She's confused, and it, I mean, it, she sounds like somebody who just like. Don't you defend Roseanne <laughs> on this show? <laughs> Roseanne mean, has enough power as it is. She doesn't need you coming to her aid, white knighting her. She has John Goodman for that. There may or may not be a deal, which I cannot this, discuss. This about. crisis <laughs> of working class Americans. My husband is John Goodman. He's <laughs> large. You get lost in his flannel shirt, his <laughs> hanging gut like that of a working man. <laughs> but it doesn't explain why you Burr. left the peanut butter out. That's like the show. And then harmonica <laughs> just comes in. He has to be a greeter at Walmart. Why <laughs> <laughs> yeah. you don't know where shovels are? <laughs> well, you shovel anything. Why do we not let the yard have snow? <laughs> uh, he's so fun to do. <laughs> But like, okay, so Roseanne is, yeah, she, why she was like a Green Party weirdo. Now well, she's, she's someone who resents. She has, like, we've you know all opined about how people have this emotional um, connection to Hillary Clinton, and there's a lot of other people like that who are, um, they have that, but it's like a love hate relationship with Hillary Clinton and the Clintons. Like they, I, I mean, both of yeah. these people are idealizing these figures and getting way too wrapped up in the personality thing. Right. And Wait. she feels, um, somehow some like personal betrayal from Hillary Clinton. And as a result has gone totally wacko gone just to spite this one person, <laughs> which is just as insane as being like Hillary do or die. You know? Right. Well, okay, so the, the the thing that she said in the clip, that she, the big point she tried to make or whatever, that at least I think is supposed to be emblematic of the people that were completely put off by Hillary that may have in some way, you know, swung things in the, in the direction of Trump, whether it be like uh, through being, you know, nihilistic and not voting or going completely fucking bananas like her and becoming a Trump person because of that, which is like, I don't, you know, think that's that many people, but... Whatever, obviously Roseanne she's one. And all of her family. Um, yeah. So the idea that she put forth was like Jimmy Kimmel going, you know, hey, you're you're representing the, you're making this show. It's about yourself and your, this this fictional character that's supposed to represent like the white working class and uh, you know how they sort of got behind this guy. And she's her response is like, you know, we didn't go to this guy. You like we didn't go crazy. You went so far that you lost us. Like, you went so far to the left, I guess, is what she's trying to say. Which is weird, because Hillary Clinton is not far to the left. Oh, yeah. But a lot of people from that end of things see, like, identity politics and leftism as It's being... a narrative framing. Yeah. Yeah. It's, they stop talking to 
her because Clinton they came into office by that I mean that was the the coveted demographic in 1992 was Roseanne you yeah know, literally uh, if you're viewing every stop being relevant yeah if you're viewing everything on a, like a left to right pendulum and you know Hillary Clinton doesn't want what you want and you're identifying as right she must be she's like a left. fucking yeah. you know socialist anarchist or something and that's like you none know. of these words mean anything and it's very frustrating in yeah. this context yeah, yeah. The, the show yeah. Roseanne ends with workers taking over a factory right like that's I can't tell if you're joking I've no never no, seen no I Roseanne. swear to God she's <laughs> yeah, like I don't remember and like I've uh, I I went on a Roseanne binge binge one, once or twice and it has yeah, some like radical yeah has some like <laughs> radical undercurrents there but people view it they view moving more to the left as um you know the Republicans were very successful in the eighties and nineties about framing it as by the left is somehow a, a rich thing I, you know it's limousine li- right limousine liberalism ma- managerial yeah. Your boss doesn't want you to say the N-word because he has a big house. Yeah. <laughs> it's the, the, like, shortened version for Roseanne. But uh, so how did this go? Did people like it? It's fucking weird because Jimmy Kimmel is, like, sort of, um, you know, a, a good, like, talk show host, which is maybe a bad thing to be. You know? He sands her, maybe? He just kind of, like, laughs and takes it on the chin and is like, whoa, you maybe have a point there, because his job is just to help them promote this fucking show, mm-hmm. which the show can't go well, and the reason I say that is because even with, like, this weird fixation that everyone has on the white working class now, um, you know, you see all these NPR shows that are like, or you hear all these NPR shows that are, you know, sort of fixated on romanticizing this idea as this pivotal thing or whatever, and it's only one part of the, the whole problem, but, like, if you look at who's writing on the show, <laughs> like, it's a bunch of, like, just com- comedians who are just normie, like, liberal idiots, so I think what this is going to turn into is... Well, they're trying to recreate Roseanne. You know, and it's like they're trying to recreate it by probably missing a lot of it. There's two things at odds here, I think, what's going to happen. The writers are going to tend to, like, be liberal comedians whose take on working class people is generally just like, Cletus the Slack John Yokel. Like, they just sort of... <laughs> I tried to watch SNL a while back, and it was just fucking three sketches in a row of people just going like, well, I'm a fucking meth-head idiot from Kansas, and like, I'm on board if there's a joke coming after that, but that's just the whole joke, you know? Oh. There's kind of this, like, weird just... There's a lot you can do with that. Maybe he, uh, meth-head idiot from Kansas who's... Entering a sucking his own dick competition. <laughs> yeah, that's pretty cool, you know? Then you're into the meat of the sketch. Now you got a plot. How's the meth going to affect it and stuff? But, Take uh, one class at the Magnet. They'll tell you about the dick sucking competition. And then, like, oh, you got the fucking obviously person in control of the show, who's Roseanne, who's going to, like, put forth her own themes, you know, and what she thinks happened or whatever, mm-hmm. which it just can't be good. And... It shouldn't be made, and I feel like the reason it's getting made is because networks are cowards. Like, there was this great article a while back, like a week ago or two, where James Adomian talked about how there's um, there's no... This is in, like, um, Split Sider, I want to say. I think it was, like, last week. Yeah. yeah. He talked about what, there's no uh, there's no gay cast members on SNL, and the thing I like that he said was that it's not because, like, the executives, like Lauren Michaels is a bigot necessarily it's because he's afraid that his audience is a bigot 
So, like, the reason we're getting a Roseanne show is not because there's some interesting intellectual take that's going to happen that's, like, going to change things. It's because the networks think they need to sell shit to (laughs) these people or whatever, you know? Yeah, and that's what they think is going to reach the white working class is this, like, woman who's a millionaire. Well, she's already famous, so they're like... How do we re-engage these Roseanne stands? Right, like, like <laughs> stands. <I like> it. <laughs> these freaks who love Roseanne and everything in their life is Roseanne uh, has her face on it, and you get the Roseanne <laughs> bottle opener, and you open the bottle, and it's like, yeah, get that out of here. <laughs> Got her show on the air. Things are coming up, Roseanne's. Like um, roses, nice. Yep. Yep. Like roses. Oh. See, it's a clever yep. little joke. Why isn't she in the DSA? Right. You know, bread and <laughs> roseans. <laughs> this is good writing. That's good. That I'm glad we wrote a script before we started doing this. <laughs> oh man. Um, remember what Roseanne's she told? Just non-binary at a sp- at like an organizing space. She's like, she's well, wearing overalls, and has like a mohawk. She was a fucking Green Party person yeah, a few years was. ago, so like I wouldn't be that surprised if come 2020 she's some other crazy shit, yeah. you know? Roseanne, John Goodman's wife, she, her. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> um, remember when she told Ben Cronenberg to go fuck himself? Yeah, yeah. that's uh, the only thing she's done in my memory that I remember her for is uh, telling Ben Cronenberg his texting during a stand-up set was disrespectful to the art form. <laughs> Yeah, Roseanne famously respectful to every art form. I remember she's when she sang the uh, national Bush, anthem. Bush, President George H. W. Bush called her out as <laughs> like unpatriotic for butchering the national <laughs> anthem. <laughs> oh man, that's fucking funny. You got an impression of George Bush uh, con- uh, condescending to Roseanne? Anderson? I thought it was disgraceful. And that was more of a. All right. All right, we'll cut this out. <laughs> I thought you might got that one. Um, I thought it was disgraceful. There we go. I thought it was disgraceful. That's it, that's W. Ah, fuck. Oh, yeah. H.W. is more, you know. He was read my lips. Read, read my lips, yeah. Yeah. Um, What else happened this week? Sesta passed. The, um, sta- I keep forgetting what the fucking acronym it's is. pronounced Tiesto. T.J. Tiesto. Um, it's got such a dumb acronym. I keep forgetting what it is, but it's like stop uh, enabling sex trafficking in America or some shit. Sesta and uh, the fucking other one. Um, the uh, the we already talked about it on the show, but the 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 big dumb um sort of like anti uh sex worker bill that's being passed as a we're here to save the sex workers bills by a bunch of cops and kamala harris uh mind you she's a cop yeah she's hey, a as a cop. bernie bro i've been looking for a really solid issue to come down against kamala on and this one uh <laughs> does it for me to you unleash know? your toxic masculinity yeah. yeah unfortunately no one will care I mean, you could like point this out to people and they'll just like compartmentalize it and Oh yeah. Not think about On it. On most people's radar, this is a fringe issue, I I believe. Yeah, or just make up they'll just come up with some weird, you know, argument around it to be like, Well, she had to do that, you know, because of whatever. She had to. because um, she's a cop and you have to do It was kill or be shit. killed. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um but yeah, so that's like you know, being set in motion and like fucking all these people are just gonna get away with it. Kamala Harris, uh, Seth Meyers, and Amy Schumer 
just okay. went ahead and fucking washed her hands. Just of it, I'm quick sure. recap: What does the bill? What, um, what is the problem with it? So basically, SESTA is this bill that um, is being put like put forward by um, you know cops, conservatives, um, sort of religious background people that are like um, that are. Here's here's what it is. Whenever there's there's shit like this that's that's being framed as helping sex workers, what it's actually doing is trying to make sex work illegal. So I'm trying to figure this out in a nutshell or whatever. But basically, if you talk to any sex worker activist, they'll tell you this is the most dangerous fucking bill ever for them because it's being sold to people as that there's this huge sex trafficking, human trafficking um, epidemic, right. and the way to to Salt to to prevent it from happening is to shut down like Backpage and Craigslist and all these online networks. I'm promoting comedy shows on there. Yeah, <laughs> and uh, in reality, those are all the forums that like people that do sex work use to um, communicate with each other, like who are abusive Johns and like um, you know how to um run their own operations without having to deal with like pimps and stuff like so that. So if you're entrepreneuring your own sex business, you can do it through these uh channels whereas otherwise the like maybe dangerous parts of it already have an organization to rely on to make that work happen. Yeah. yeah. It's if you're a billionaire who's like getting, you know, who took Johnny, that whole thing like this ma- there, there, there is like a massive uh, human trafficking industry, but they're not going on Craigslist no. to find people they have their for own a fucking more Epstein. List. Yeah, yeah, and that's just entirely it's an entirely separate thing from this issue. It's being sold to people as that it's like about this crazy like CSI underworld. They play the movie Taken, and they're like, "That's fucked up, right?" But, like for real, I'm not even joking. I think that's where it's coming from because Taken, always... if you've seen Taken, you leave it going like, "I want to stop." Yeah, what that was so like Amy Schumer and Seth Meyers went and watched fucking Taken. They, and then by the decided... way, that movie they're injecting heroin into this girl to keep prostituting her. It's like you're losing so much money. <laughs> On the heroin, this can't this can't be the way you want to do this. Yeah. Um, but then they're murdered, so you know. So anyway, this shit passed, and it's like it's just it's kind of a fucking tragedy because all it's doing is gonna sort of like get a bunch of like women who have sort of elected to do this work, you know, outed, fucking killed, like all their self-made sort of um, system of communication and self-defense is what got gutted. Um, okay. Actual sex trafficking and shit like that comes from third world poverty and all this other shit that is just in no way affected by this. Mm-hmm. So it was like in disguise a bill that is completely conservative that just got sold to like, you know, fucking wine mom people that like read blogs and watch a documentary on Netflix. Right, um, through branding. And people who are probably more conservative than they are willing to let on. To. Yeah, totally. I won't go that into it because we already kind of talked about it okay. in the episode. But, um, Nailed it, Jake. <laughs> it's uh I guess it's a little ironic given um this whole Stormy Daniels thing right now because uh what so there's this like porn star that um all, everyone's you know cheering along cuz she's uh going to take down the president she's or whatever. Suing his lawyer. Yeah. Um but you know a lot of the takes from liberals on Twitter are like um they're still very anti-sex worker. Like they're like, who would have known that a 
fucking hooker would you know be <laughs> the some fucking cum piece shows up. <laughs> yeah. Well, the the whole thing is it's not. There's nothing to be excited about. The president using a porn star or like having an affair or whatever the 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 gotcha moment of this is um for him because his brand is like as he was campaigning he came out and was like i like to rape (laughs) next issue and people were like what if he cheated on his wife and it doesn't matter he's not bill clinton he's never even pretended yeah i mean like i mean like the russia thing no one really cares that much about the issue of intergovernmental or collusion with a another power and a presidential campaign like that specific issue isn't that offensive to people neither is a uh, politician cheating it's the fact that there might be some legal technicality that could get him in trouble yeah you know? which we'll see but it's not worth all the the passion that's going into it although the storm nice. uh, this is the week where the libs have got together and started deleting Facebook, and it's crushing Facebook. <laughs> I don't know why this was the straw for them, because we've known this company is just like big brother you live with for the rest of your life in exchange for pictures of you doing Edward Forty hands <laughs> from the beginning. <laughs> yeah, I'm really confused. I felt I felt the same way when um, Snowden sort of like blew everything open. Was like surprise, they're watching you because I don't I don't know what this says about me or just my background or whatever. But I just like from day one of my life was like yeah they're like they're this is happening right. But the Snowden mm-hmm. thing was like releasing that information to maybe if you weren't looking. Outside of the mainstream, now we're all talking about it. But how long ago was that? Like almost uh, 10 five, years? Five years. Five years ago? Yeah. All right, so it's been in the mainstream for five years. Why is it now the big security concern? I don't understand. Well, probably because it's being tied to the Trump thing. Because like I need to run comedy shows on Facebook. I know, dude. It's like and I didn't want to be there, and I <laughs> learned it for you, and now you're leaving? And you also don't have the specter of terrorism with it like with snowden people were like yeah you know al-qaeda you know so they could kind of not care that much about it but this is fucking trump and they don't like him the the fucking loop-de-loops you have to put your brain through for this to make any sense <laughs> is so difficult for me yeah well the, the story is what that there's this like cambridge analytica thing that was used in some way you know in the the quote-unquote hacking of the election um that you know caused trump so now what you can do to resist or whatever is to shut down your facebook but it's all part of this narrative that like a i don't know that happened you know Mm -hmm. that that the election got hacked in any way because like really if you water down the word hack enough to mean that like they looked at statistics and our social media and shit well then like Hillary Clinton also was hacking. Like it's just who got who hacked the best. You know that's who well, wins a fucking election. <laughs> you know electioneering hacking. Um, well, the frustrating thing about the entire Russian hacking uh, debacle and everyone's focus on that. And th- I feel like we're almost being a dead horse because there's so many opportunities to talk about it. But uh, the more you're playing into Russia ruined this election for us is the more you're looking away from the fact that we ruined this election for ourselves. Dude, that's and we the thing. don't want to make anything better. Yeah, that's, like, my main gripe of the Russia thing is that it completely assumes that, like, we are not dumb enough to elect Donald Trump. Like, what do you mean? We did. Yeah. It's literally happened. (laughs) He's the president right now. The problem is that it really (laughs) happened. 
there's no way to build a platform towards actual policies and uh, uh, party organization that the majority of people want um, when we're instead just saying, oh, we already had what we want, and it was ruined by uh, Ivan Drago from Rocky Four. <laughs> he came and punched a voting machine, and now uh, the you're fired guy is president. Dude, they're rebooting that shit, too. They're making, like, an Ivan Rocky. Drago, like a young yeah, Drago movie. Yeah, of course they are. It's so weird. Like, the two worst things from either end of the political spectrum are just, like, slamming together now, which is, like, reboot nostalgia, like, are you a 90s kid culture shit <laughs> with, like, you know, this weird new McCarthyism and shit, or, in Roseanne's case, like, fucking gross MAGA shit. Two worst ends of the political spectrum, John Goodman and Roseanne. I know. <laughs> you know what I want to see? <laughs> What's fucking that? Antifa Fran Drescher. <laughs> the, the no platform for fascists. <laughs> 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 I'm lighting your car on fire. <laughs> <laughs> you weren't even at J20. <laughs> yeah, yeah. She's like wearing all black, and it's like, we can tell who you are <laughs> because of your voice. <laughs> yeah, there's just one mask. <laughs> It's not. It doesn't work <laughs> specifically with you. <laughs> yeah, dude. Uh, tool time, but it's just they're flat earthers and and caps and shit. Um, Frazier, you know, mm. but he's um he's a tanky. Oh, that would be, cool. be good. Be pretty cool. That's outside of his purview because he's like a never Trump Republican, right? Uh, I don't know. I always a conservative guy conservative, who's yeah. lived through many horrors in his life. Oh, that makes sense. Sister was murdered. I have to say, like, Red if you if you have shit politics, Red but you watch employee. like your family yeah. die, you know, <laughs> Red Lobster. I don't, I don't know. Why I had to go with this. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah. I also just don't give a fuck what Frazier like. No, I generally <laughs> don't think like celebrities' opinions fucking matter on anything. You want to work in this business or not? <laughs> Oh <laughs> uh, yeah, fuck! I want to be Niles in the reboot. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we're taking Niles in a different direction. <laughs> Why is your dad? Yeah, he's, he's got a deep voice and he's obsessed with Antifa. <laughs> he has like a bike that keeps getting stolen. <laughs> they ever explain why their dad is like a New York guy? And they are these eggheads. Dude, I watched like three seasons of that show, and I don't understand why they're kind of British. Yeah. Or they're it's because they're what? fancy. Yeah. They're, they're fancy, so they're British. Like New England foppish guys or whatever. Oh. But it's in Seattle. Well, because he and was on was, Cheers and he moved. Right, he moved to Seattle. And this was during grunge. So I heard like, he had why? a kid. And during grunge. During grunge. <laughs> I heard in Boston, like during the in the Cheers universe, he had a kid. And then when he moved to Seattle, he just left that kid Yo, in Boston. Nice. <laughs> to go like Boston is full of those. Kids. Be roommates with a we another like. He moves into Mark Wahlberg's posse, and they have uh, 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 like uh, you, you know that fucking show, yeah, you know show <laughs> entourage entourage situation, yeah, yeah, yeah. But are they like blind uh, Asian people and stuff? <laughs> <laughs> it's a weird place. You gotta go. Come visit. Are you from Seattle? I'm from Boston. Oh, Boston. <laughs> Sorry. Um, Apology oh, accepted. Angry place, Boston. Well, I was there one time. Yeah. I, got, I based my entire opinion on it. On you it on, um, Did you receive a yelling? This is what happened to me when I was in Boston. 
I went to this Egyptian coffee shop, and there was this like really intense old Egyptian man that ran it. He was cool as shit. He had the scar that goes through your eye, action movie style. Oh, that's cool. Nice. It kicked ass, and um, he, uh, you know, we were drinking the Egyptian coffee, which is the <laughs> the shit that comes in that little cup. I politely mentioned I don't like the Dropkick Murphy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he beat the shit out of me with a sword. Uh, <laughs> no, he fucking. Uh, so he serves us these little Egyptian coffee things, and somehow we got onto the subject of like um, this thing you can do with the coffee cups, where you, when it, you're done drinking the coffee, you turn it upside down, and you slam it on the saucer, and then you look inside of it, and there's like a little ink blot of like coffee grounds in it, and that's like a common like fortune telling thing mm. that you do socially in Egypt or whatever. And he's like, ah, you know, people don't really actually believe it, and it's just kind of a fun thing or whatever. And uh, he's like, you know, but like, it's there's social customs like, oh, a good wife is good at telling these these symbols or whatever. Um, you know, and I was like, oh, that's kind of interesting. And then, like, uh, my friend Mac, you know, he slams his coffee cup and he reads the, he reads the, um, the coffee cup. And then, uh, uh, or no, I, I did mine. And then my friend Mac slams his and he turns it over and there's, uh, there's no coffee grounds on the bottom. And I go, uh, hey, you've got no future. And then the guy looks at me like he's going to kill me. And then he goes, he turns to Mac and he goes, "Your friend has a very dry sense of humor." <laughs> we we're like, "Holy mean? shit!" Uh, it was really cool. And then we went upstairs to smoke a cigarette on the street, and some guy walked by and he was just like, "Fucking queer!" Like yelling at oh, someone. Oh yeah, that does happen. And I was like, you know, that guy was weird, right? And I turned to the the Egyptian guy and he's just laughing. I go, "What are you laughing at?" And he goes, "Where I'm from, if you called someone that, they would not kill you." They would kill all of your brothers. <laughs> what? <laughs> uh, see, that's a wet sense of humor. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It was fucking cool. And uh, I have no idea. Yeah, the whole what that town's like that. Was. It's like a great microcosm of the city. It's all old Egyptian guys. It's old Egyptian guys, and they get mad when they don't have a future, and then uh, they threaten to kill all their brothers once you call them gay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Didn't you get, or was you were like with. We brand. don't want to integrate bussing. <laughs> yeah. Well, speaking of, of buses, stuff. didn't you get punched right out of the bus when you got to Boston, or was that you were with somebody? Did I get punched yeah, out of a it bus? Was you or Brandon Scott Wolf was going to Boston, and I'm as getting you... punched out of a bus <laughs> right now. <laughs> <laughs> right as you got out of the bus, I remember hearing the story. Just oh. got punched right in the face. He was like, Ray, "That was Brandon." That joke. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> they punched him out of the bus. Brandon <laughs> is punched often after all of his shows. Um, <laughs> No, I was never. I was. I would never be assaulted in my fine home city, <laughs> home, um, home of the brave. But uh, yeah, so I feel weird because I'm always telling people these celebrities are idiots and their opinions and politics don't matter. But Cynthia Nixon looks kind of badass. Hell yeah. Um, Cynthia Nixon from Sex in the City, which I've never seen an episode of. Keep thinking she's a. Richard Nixon's daughter. Yeah, she's got a bad name for politics. She should not have that name. Well, you know what? Uh, Mussolini's granddaughter's in politics, and she's like <laughs> him, really? so I don't understand why <laughs> there's Nixon Is situation really? has to be happening. She's like very far right and has said wow. some... Yeah, there are things. still just very far right, like proto-fascist political groups in like places yeah. in Europe. Oh yeah, I mean they're coming back. They're like taking power. Sure. Yeah, they're they're but like Roseanne, baby. They're back. Yeah. If you get bored of American politics because it makes no sense and it will drive you insane, uh, what you can do is you can just watch a classic communist fascist uh, standoff in Greece, where uh, a grown man will punch a woman in the face for being on the opposite side of the aisle. <laughs> <laughs> Um, <laughs> <laughs> Cynthia Nixon is really interesting because um, 
like Hillary people are way into her and I think don't understand that's good the, I just like I feel like just no one tell them because yeah. if we'll you point it out like how backwards that is considering how against Bernie they are I really think the whole way forward with libs is just to never bring up 2016 again and be <laughs> like no matter who anyone liked then we agree we want new different things right because yeah. trump is the status quo now boo yeah, yeah, yeah you know i i mean this is something i uh i it's a dangerous framing but it's an easier platform to start from than sure. going back to the fight that we were losing before well yeah but it's also i don't know like i'm i am a supporter of Bernard in 2020. I think he's going to do it, and I think like the he, now he's going to be a lot better off than he was back then. That boy, yeah. But, Here comes that boy, Bernard, yeah. on a unicycle. Uh huh. I don't know. Yeah, I but am that is cycling <laughs> with no hands. <laughs> All these bicycles in America. Why do you need two wheels? <laughs> We've been sa- we could save so much energy with one wheel. More efficient. More efficient. <laughs> um, but yeah, that is a concern that the libs won't uh, see how see the light on him. But uh, that is, I mean, that is hopeful that at least that, that the Nixons of the world. You might as well take it on a case by case basis, though. Lib yeah. support for Nixon is good. Uh, that whole she doesn't have experience argument is a crock of shit. Uh, the experienced politicians are career politicians who are corrupt down to their black hearts and just want to get their homies rich and get dome in a Lambo. Right. Fuck them. That's and the great thing is she's owning it. She's like she uh, is has mugs now that she's selling. She has say, mugs. They say unqualified lesbian on them. Oh yeah. Like she she's going. I have that same lesbian. mug. I've been selling that mug for years on my tours. <laughs> yeah. She. And she gave this speech where she just... Just a bit I was doing. (laughs) (laughs) She was... That's that's your album. Alex Patek, Unqualified Lesbian. (laughs) But she tore into Cuomo in her speech and, like, was trolling him and saying... It was talking about how good of an actor he is. And saying, like, he comes into New York City and pretends to be progressive and it's a great performance. And he's a sleazeball. My man's a piece of shit. Yeah, Yeah. what was that... that story you sent us okay so he was at a uh church of the <laughs> african-american variety that's and, how you say uh, it. that's <laughs> how you're supposed to He's say in harlem it. right uh-huh and uh this is from the new york post the article begins with oy vey <laughs> governor andrew cuomo on sunday made fun of the quote-unquote rhythm of our quote-unquote jewish brothers and sisters during a speech at a predominantly black church in Harlem. And apparently it bombed. Like, no one, he says. He's in the delivery? Yeah, it may, might have been, yeah. I, I need to get tape of that. Well, but. the important part of this is you think, oh, self-deprecating Jewish humor from our Jewish friend, Andrew Cuomo. But he ain't Jewish. He's 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 just saying mean things about Jewish people in a black church for some reason. And he goes on to say. He's uh, just doing edgelord stand up. It's like, I make fun of you because you like that, actually. (laughs) I am you. I didn't realize I was in Jewish church. (laughs) Drops the mic. (laughs) He goes on to say, uh, I want you to know as a matter of full disclosure, (laughs) I am a Catholic. Catholics (laughs) Catholics <laughs> basically believe the same teachings that Baptists believe. We just do it without the rhythm. But we try. We are not as without rhythm as some of our Jewish 
brothers and sisters. Yes. Cuomo even singled yes. out the offbeat swaying of Democratic consultant Hank Scheinkopf, a former campaign advisor who is Jewish, who is sitting yes. in the front, wo- front row wearing My a yarmulke. No. <laughs> My man in the front, no, with the hat. <laughs> he says, I'm going to make fun watching- of everyone. <laughs> I was watching Mr. Scheinkopf here in the front row moving no. to the music. It was ugly. I'll tell you the truth. No, <laughs> no one is laughing. <laughs> and then, uh, then uh, apparently there's a Republican um, Jewish pro-Israel af- uh, activist who says the governor should focus more on governing and less on Jew jokes. He didn't say jokes. He said Jew jokes. That's not a good it's time for position financial for realism. Yeah. I've been told the same thing after a couple of sets. You know, <laughs> it's good advice. Yeah, but it's also Go great. Point out the Jews. It's it's great for synth. It's great for our gal because she. We're starting off with the centrist being on the uncomfortable Jew territory foot, and mm. she has the high ground. On uncomfortable on one foot. What is he? A Jew? <laughs> you know, but well, the a Jew. <laughs> the left is because he's got no rhythm. Full disclosure: yeah. I am Catholic. <laughs> I can make fun. Of Oh, man. But, you know, the left, traditionally, that's who you go to if you're like a a rabid Zionist who wants to fucking stoke anti-Palestinian flames. You point to the far left, and, you know, he already carved that out for this primary. We'll see how it goes from here, but... Yeah, I think she's going to eat him alive. That'd be pretty fucking cool. She might actually kick his ass. Well, it's one of the, like, easiest, like, persons to to at least attempt a primary. There's no risk there really I he will sucks say, everyone hates him I will know? say this will be more uphill than we are guessing yeah From it's because of institutional yeah institutional right, right, right. and then the whole backdrop of old crusty New Yorkers going uh, we want a man who knows what he's doing in there you know somebody yeah. who knows office experience I've been on the NYC subreddit writing monologue jokes for my weekly show, and that is all you see. It's like you get to live in the New York Post. I fucking hate that place. We want a qualified lesbian. We want Cuomo in there scissoring with the governor <laughs> right. or whatever. Uh, the other governor. What the fuck am I talking about? Well, uh, scissoring was the point of that <laughs> joke. <laughs> well, there nice. was a qualified woman. I don't know her sexual orientation, but if we're going based on haircuts, well, we can't you might there. say... Zephyr Teachout was in a certain camp. Mm. I'm, I'm not again. I'm not gonna. Uh, she visits speculate. both camps. Yeah, maybe. But no uh, she was qualified. She ran against Cuomo, and nobody gave a shit because, well, her name's Zephyr Teachout. I thought she was like a think tank. For, yeah. Like, Yo, is she end. a Pokemon? <laughs> Teachout. Either that or Harry <laughs> Potter character. I can't tell. But yeah. she uh, ran a very issue-oriented campaign back in 2014, but she didn't have the name recognition. And now Cynthia does. People did not recognize her name as a name. <laughs> that was so yeah, yeah. yeah, they they thought it was um like the company that made the ballot or something. Do I want Andrew yeah. Cuomo or Zephyr Teachout Chairs? I think <laughs> uh, Andrew Cuomo or Hindenburg Education. I <laughs> yeah. Well, anyway, we'll uh, see how she plays out. But I think that's pretty cool. I think she'll uh, at least make some sort of splash in these you know, primary heavy times. Mm-hmm. 
plugs. Um, Anders and I both want you to come to our show this Saturday at Verso Books, 7 p.m., paid protest. It's a comedy show. It's at the bookstore. It's a new place. We're running a bar, and we need you to be there. Yes, please come to that. Doors at 7, show at 730, uh, 20J Street, Suite 1010. Be there! Mm, It's going to be sweet. Uh, I will also be doing my solo show uh, this Thursday and Friday, if you hear this before then, in in Brooklyn at Vital Joints off the Montrose L. And it's about the type of people who would spend their Friday nights watching Bill Moyers. Uh, <laughs> it's about I'm going on the Friday if you want to hang out. Boom. Yeah, he's going to be there. Alex is going to be there. He'll sign cool. on. I will. Jamie, is I'm going to come. Um, I If you don't want to go to that Versu book show and you're in Bushwick instead, oh, I, I don't want to do a so plug mad. that's directly. I'll be so mad. <laughs> Options. I'll find out and I'll be pissed off. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, never mind. I'm not doing anything on Saturday night. <laughs> just, you're a good friend. <laughs> um, it's also Carlos's show. That's We're split literally down the middle. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Civil War. Don't worry about it. It's on my Twitter. Our ultimate Um, crossover. I'm doing a bunch of shit. I'm also on the Hard Times show uh, in April. April 6th, I believe, at Tinder Trap. Oh, I am also on that show. Oh, yeah. Cool. Well, then come to that instead of just come to all our shit. Just come to all our shows. Except Carlos's. Don't go to his. Yeah. Don't go to Carlos's. (laughs) Periscope. We can periscope. Get someone to periscope his show, and you can watch it from our show. We give you permission. Well, I think the audience is sold. Yeah. All right. Um, good, goodbye. Hello, listeners. This is Jake. Um, hi. If you would like to hear the extended part of this episode, which is, um, an episode in which we discuss Bill Moyer's documentary, which is on YouTube, it's called Buying the War. It's about the, uh, Iraq war and everything went wrong with the media leading up to our invasion of Iraq. It's great. It's also kind of boring, so we watched it for you. Um, if you'd like to hear this bonus content, as always, sign up for our Patreon. If you donate uh, five bucks a month, you'll have access to everything we've ever done in terms of bonus content. You can support the show. Um, so yeah, throw us some some shekels, Marin style, and uh, help us out. If you like to hear bonus content, all of our bonus content is generally evergreen. I know a lot of our show is topical about what happened that week, but our bonus content is more stuff you can dig back into, history and stuff like that. So um, uh, in uh, memoriam, I was about to say celebration, uh, in whatever uh, of the 15-year anniversary of the start of the Iraq War, uh, we decided to take a look at all the journalistic bullshit. When I think that South Paradise was right Boys and girls in America They have such a sad time together Sucking off each other at their demonstrations Making sure they make us straight Crushing one another with colossal expectations Depending on discipline, sleep and wait She was a really cool kisser And she wasn't all that strict of a Christian Damn good dancer, but she wasn't all that great of a girlfriend. 
Yes, 